skin the bane of your existence? Let me shed some light on this. It could very well be because of where you live. Don't jump the gun, hear me out. Well, genetics play a dominant role in determining one's skin type, we know now that the microenvironment can also either worsen or improve existing skin conditions. So if you have greasy skin, you will likely feel uncomfortable in humid weather like in Singapore or other parts of Southeast Asia, simply because the surface of skin feels sticky. It also will look shiny, which is cosmetically not so appealing to many of us. All these are phenomena caused by a combination of oil production, sweat, and quite literally, humidity itself. So today's discussion will focus on the science of how different skin types behave depending on the environment, starting with greasy skin. The key difference between greasy and dry skin has to do with three main factors. Firstly, the amount of oil and sebum produced, and in this case, we note that pre-pubertal skin is not affected by oil production because it is the secretion of sex hormones at puberty that trigger off oil gland activity. Second, how healthy the skin barrier is also affects the behavior of different skin types in a humid environment. It is ultimately influenced by ceramide levels. Ceramide levels are in turn affected by one's genetics. Those with a family history of dry sensitive skin and eczema may in fact have a genetic mutation of the filaggrin gene which codes for the production of ceramide. The skin barrier is also affected by what you apply on it. For example, using moisturizers will help to repair the skin barrier, especially ceramide-dominant moisturizers. Finally, the rate of evaporation, specifically of water from the surface of the skin, also known as transepidermal water loss, is another important factor in determining how moisturized or dry skin is. This is uniquely influenced by not just the health of the skin barrier. For instance, a healthy skin barrier that is intact and well moisturized should have lower rates of water loss, also known as TEWL for short. This contrasts with those with a deficient skin barrier, um, also having dry skin, uh, in which it becomes a vicious cycle, whereby dry skin gets even drier because of evaporation and water loss to the environment because of quote-unquote leaky skin. However, that's not all. If one applies a moisturizer that contains a humectant like glycerin, then skin preferentially traps moisture 
and then feels more hydrated than skin without moisturizer. Another type of moisturizer is known as an occlusive. A traditional example of an occlusive is white soft paraffin or petroleum jelly. Vaseline is commonly used uh, as a moisturizer and is found in drugstores um, and it actually works precisely as an occlusive. Occlusives, when applied on skin, prevent water loss to the environment, hence also increasing skin's innate moisture levels by preventing evaporation. If all that sounds complex to you, well, don't worry, let me summarize it here. Essentially, what we are saying is that while genetics affect your skin type, there are various other factors found in the external environment and also in the skincare that you apply directly on skin that ultimately affects how skin behaves. So what are the lessons here that can be specifically applied to the Singapore context? First, I'm going to teach you how to determine your skin type. The best way to do so is actually really simple. First, cleanse your face and let it dry naturally for 30 to 60 minutes. Thereafter, dab a tissue over the T-zone, which is the area demarcated by the nose and the forehead, as well as your cheeks. Here's how to analyze the results. If only your nose is greasy, you have combination skin. If both your nose and cheeks have oily residue on the tissue paper, you have oily skin. If your T-zone and cheeks are both dry, well then, you have dry skin. That wasn't too complex, right? At this juncture, we shall cover my top 5 skincare and makeup must-haves for oily and combination skin folks surviving the sweltering humidity on our sunny island. Today's episode will be zooming in on my first top recommendation, which is a facial mist. When it comes to oily skin fixes recommended by traditional beauty gurus, we often find the case where purported cures are, in fact, worse than the problem itself. The reason why I say this is that the intuitive approach of using an oily skin cleanser that has acids and astringents um, to do a so-called turbo cleanse of grease on skin, uh, well, that would work if skin is to be likened to the surface of an inanimate object, uh, such as a greasy kitchen countertop, except that it isn't. Skin is, in fact, a living organism, a complex ecological system on its own. One thing that must be borne in mind is that ecosystems thrive on one fundamental principle, which is balance. This means that there are no overtly good or bad guys in the world of skin and skincare, but there are good and bad proportions. 
So this is where persuasion rather than coercion works. Um, and this is my philosophy when it comes to how we ought to treat overly active sebaceous glands. Um, and that is by persuading it not to produce excessive sebum. As opposed to simply uh, attempting to do a massive cleanup with a potent astringent with cleansers, toners or face masks. So my top tip for those with greasy skin is to moisturize consistently, not with a cream though, but with a facial mist that contains water-soluble moisturizing ingredients such as glycerin, hyaluronic and polyglutamic acid. This persuades the oil glands to produce less oil, to normalize and to regulate oil production by creating the optimal healthy skin microenvironment. The converse is also true. If you strip oily skin dry with harsh cleansers, a phenomenon known as reactive seborrheal results. This means that instead of producing less oil, skin produces even more sebum as it thinks it's being stripped dry whenever these harsh cleansers are used in order to compensate. And that is not the desired result. So this is precisely how and why one ought to include a facial mist in one's skincare regimen, especially in the case of oily skin. Facial mists contain water-soluble moisturizing ingredients that repair the skin barrier and more than that, encourage beneficial cell activity such as cell talk. It is also convenient to layer over skincare and makeup throughout the day without having to remove makeup, unlike traditional skincare products. In addition, facial mists that contain purified mineral-rich water sources such as deep sea water, which forms the basis of the mineral booster at our pharmacy, contains additional minerals that help to soothe and calm skin. Now, I'm going to take some time to go through the most frequently asked questions about facial mess which will hopefully help you make the decision to incorporate it in your 2023 skincare regimen. First up, are facial mists truly good for skin? The answer to that is a resounding yes. As mentioned, facial mists are a must-have for those suffering from greasy skin and especially so for those who live in a tropical climate like Singapore. Because traditional moisturizing creams are way too greasy and sticky for it to be comfortable on oily skin types. In addition, one must not forget that us Singaporeans are often in and out of air-conditioned environments. Given the fact that almost all of our indoor spaces are air-conditioned, this inevitably leads to oily skin being exposed to transient periods of dry environments, uh, whereby there is increased water loss to the environment. Essentially, this increases the chance of sebum dysregulation meaning that instead of producing just the right amount of sebum to regulate healthy skin function, 
Oily skin can get both oily and dehydrated because of environmental factors. The second commonly asked question is, how should I use a facial mist? Well, it couldn't be easier. Facial mists are portable and are meant to be carried with you wherever you go. Just spritz it on before applying your makeup and also after. Need to refresh your skin? Simply do a wipe with the pharmacy's micellar pad and spritz for your skin to absorb the nutrients. Many of you may be wondering, is a facial mist for use before or after makeup? The simple answer to this is you can use it both before and after and also throughout the day. Hence, it is considered one of the most versatile skincare products um, and especially handy when you are living in a humid and warm environment like in the tropics. What is a Korean face mist? Now, the term Korean face mist uh, is actually quite commonly used because Korean products were one of the first to incorporate this into their skincare routines. So many Korean beauty products, uh, in my opinion, are actually very well developed and rooted in solid dermatological science. Um, I mean, K-beauty trends are often not just trendy, but is also the surprising reason why Korean girls and guys, uh, regular people on the streets, um, are looking better than their East Asian counterparts. So K-Beauty facial mists are unique uh, in that the only Western beauty equivalent was probably just a traditional mineral water spray essence, which is quite a far cry from the facial mists that are considered the gold standard of facial mists in the world of K-Beauty skincare. Our mineral booster, for example, boasts a total of 15 botanical-derived extracts suspended in mineral-rich purified deep-sea water. It is fortified with amino acids for repair and collagen synthesis and also contains natural moisturizing factors that ultimately help to boost the skin's immunity and resilience. And on top of all that, the latest research actually shows that potent plant extracts like uh, Scutellaria bicalensis root uh, has the capacity to boost ultraviolet ray protection by reducing skin inflammation. And this literally means that you can improve sun protection by using a facial mist that contains the right mix of anti-inflammatory and antioxidant active ingredients. What is the purpose of a facial mist? Um, the facial mist is truly not just a handy moisturizer to use while you're on the go, um, because when it contains active ingredients like polyglutamic and hyaluronic acid, we find that it also helps to improve cell talk throughout the skin. 
This means that skin is thus better equipped to fight daily stresses, like environmental damage, that leads to oxidative stress. How often should one use a facial mist? The great news is that there is no limit as to how often one ought to use a facial mist. I think it is crucial, though, to see. And monitor how your skin responds as well. If your skin is feeling dehydrated and oily at the same time, especially if you are in an air-conditioned environment most of the time, this may be a sign that you do need to use your trusty facial mist more often. In general, a good rule of thumb that dermatologists follow is that. Moisturizer is generally always good for skin, but in the case of oily skin in Singapore weather, the type of moisturizer, whether it is in a cream or a mist form, is what makes all the difference. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Hot and Sweaty Beauty. The podcast where you get all the best skincare, makeup, and hair care tips for surviving tropical Singapore weather. As always, I would like to invite you to leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this podcast episode, because it will help us get this podcast out to more people. You may also head over to our podcast website at www.drtwlpharmacy.com, where you can get episode recaps as well as notes、um, on where to get the products that we've spoken about on this podcast. Till the next episode. 